Welcome to American Reds, Tribal Rants, unofficial podcast for the sixth and final season of The Americans. I'm Michelle. And I'm Mike. And tonight we're podcasting The Americans, Season 6, Episode 9, Jennings, Elizabeth, air date of May 23rd, 2018, rated TVMALV, no S. There's a little bit of talk and accusations of some S, but... Yeah, there might as well have been some S, because there were some pretty strong insults hurled there by young page there was uh yeah so so mike what did you think about this penultimate i think there was really probably a lot of s because they're looking pretty screwed right now i don't know is is how does it feel to you at this point i mean we're really down to the wire now we're we're recording this on monday it won't even go up till tuesday because we've been out of town and had so much going on but We'll probably get the next one up at our normal time this week, but which of course will be like on Friday sometime. But how is it feeling? Is this just like coming to a conclusion? It's quickly coming to a conclusion. Yeah, this this was the episode that I'm not sure there's going to be any going back from. There's I don't see a way for everything to go back to the way it was after this. What do you think? Do you think it's possible? Yep. You do? Sure. Um, Stan doesn't tell on him. See, Stan's kind of like the pivot guy. Stan's the... Stan can set Oleg loose, I think, or have a big role in setting Oleg loose. Stan can really get off of Philip and Elizabeth because Stan's the only one on him. You heard Adderholt say, they're not Russian spies. So you just ready to jump right into yes. episode nine? Okay. We start out with Elizabeth staking out someone, and we find out it's Nestrinko. Right. And really, that's what she does for the bulk of this whole episode. We see her following this guy everywhere, and even to the point of it being obvious to me, she's in the hotel that he's in. She's across the street. He, he's he's walking down the sidewalk at one point, and she's literally 20 feet behind him. The same woman. That they had, she was going to kill him the last episode, and now she's his guardian angel. Right. It was, I kept thinking he was going to turn around and say something to her because it was so obvious to me that hmm. she was, that she was falling. We saw her do that pretty much this whole episode. We see Philip making a dead drop. For Oleg, and we see Stan searching the ACS, which was the automated case support. It's an internal. Did you look it up? I didn't. It's an internal FBI database, and the the only conflicting information that I could find that was conflicting with the episode was the the software was not fully deployed until 1995. Hmm. And this is 1987. Right. Um, and it was replaced, or, or was going to be replaced, with something called the VCF, the Virtual Case File System. It was introduced in 2000, and um, it was abandoned in 2005. It just They just couldn't get it to work right. And they eventually, in 2012, replaced ACS with the Sentinel system and the sentinel system was supposed to be operational 
by 2009. And uh, that's what I could come up with for ACS. Well, that's interesting because now pretty much you can just Google search anybody and find out almost as much as... Well, you can't get into an internal FBI, you know, system that manages internal FBI documents. No, of course not. But, like, to find out when Stan got the hit on Philip Jennings, but it turned out to be a 23-year-old black man that lives in Florida. Yeah, but that was... uh, He was accused of arson. Right. That was only... Uh, the, it was an internal FBI database. Oh, okay. Nothing like Google. It's nothing, nothing like Google or Wikipedia or any kind of search engine. It's, it was only internal to the FBI. It was documents that they put into the classified FBI sure. system, so only people who had a certain security clearance could access the uh, automated case support system. But now we can find out records on people just by searching them. Yeah, but we can't find out any information that the FBI has compiled as a result of an investigation. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Well, back in the hotel, Elizabeth sees Nestrinko on the move and she springs into action following him one of the many times. And this takes us up to the intro. We come back and we're at the scene where Phillip's in his office and he's looking at Elizabeth's chair like he's worried or missing her or something. And this is where Stan comes in. Mm-hmm. Stan just pops in. He's the new specter of death. <laughs> Philip shows him around the expanded office, and they say they should do that. Uh, he talks about doing bureau travel, and then he's kind of embarrasses himself with that, like he's kind of begging for yeah, business plugging for business, or whatever. Yeah. Philip apologizes, tells Stan to just not ask about it, forget about it. He's not desperate, but he looks kind of desperate. He does. He has the air of that. desperation. Then they go into the office and. Uh, Stan notices that Elizabeth isn't there, and he asks if she's out of town again, and Philip says they're fighting, and Stan asks what about, and Philip says work, which I guess if you're going to lie, that's about the closest to yeah, well, the he's truth, not, because they are fighting about work. Yeah, he's not really lying. Just not about the bureau, or the the travel agent work. By the way, we found out the name of the travel yeah. agent. Um, when Mike and I were in Florida, we were walking around downtown in this little tiny, tiny town in Florida, and there was a Russian food place, and it just was almost seemed out of place down there, just Russian food in the middle of this little totally slice of Americana, little tiny no building over two stories tall. It was on our right, and we looked to the left, and lo and behold... <laughs> there was a travel agent. Now, we can't divulge the location of our <laughs> trip so as not to potentially give away the location of uh, two people who are on the witness protection program, but it was it was a coincidence, so we thought it was worth mentioning. Yeah, and we talked about it, and I said, but it's not their travel agency. I said, and what's the name of Philip and Elizabeth's travel agency? And we had just literally discussed it like a couple days before, and neither one of us could remember. I don't remember seeing that before. Do you? No. And then we find out in this very episode, just a couple of days later, DuPont Circle Travel. DuPont I thought Circle. that was kind of funny. So anyway, they're talking about work and everything, and Stan says that Renee wants to come to work for the FBI. 
because Renee is like jealous of the amount of time that Philip and Elizabeth. This is really bothering Stan, right? That he's going to have to be spending this much time with Renee. He doesn't. He's worried about this. He's worried about whether he's going to enjoy it or not. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of sad. And Philip's kind of rolling his eyes and saying, "Ooh, be careful." And I think it takes Philip by surprise too to hear that Renee's going to work for the FBI, because we know what Philip thinks Probably, about Renee. Probably, yeah. Well, then in the next scene, we see more following of Nestrinko. And this is where I put down, I think at this point, I'd be suspicious of the woman following me in the street because it was just so obvious. I don't think he notices. Yeah, but wouldn't he, though? I mean, wouldn't you be Probably worried? Probably not. He's focused on other things. So, as Elizabeth's standing outside and smoking, she starts thinking back. And at this point, she's just a young girl sitting in a dark, sad room. And we see a lot of her thinking back in this episode. Didn't they do a great job making her look like a young girl? They have always done that, yes. Every episode when they've had, or every season that they've flashed back on her pre-Philip time or right around meeting Philip and all that, all the different scenes they've shown us, they've always, she looks very young. So, we need those makeup artists. Well, speak for yourself. Come on, okay, I'm, I'm speaking for myself. Okay, the next scene, we have the scene with Pastor Tim. Yeah. <laughs> we saw oh, Pastor Tim again. Yep, there he is. Stan gives him a call and introduces himself, and you can tell that Pastor Tim does not like this conversation. And I did not know what he was going to say. I didn't either, but you can tell, like you said, he's very uncomfortable with the conversation. Well, it starts out just like all pleasantries and niceties and everything, and then Stan goes, okay, I'm asking you this as a law enforcement official. Yeah. He gets yeah. very... And then he identifies himself as a FBI agent. This is confidential. And Pastor Tim, man, he does... Does he do a good job or what? He was... Did you see like an internal struggle? Like what he was going to do? I don't know if he's ever anticipated this phone call coming. I saw him more as making sure to give himself plausible deniability in covering his butt like he later on if anything was ever said about what you said was that's exactly right i gave you the right response well all he did was talk about page a little bit and then he did go on to say that philip and elizabeth were not in his church but he knew that they loved page he's like well i don't know what you want but I thought he did a great job for covering for him. Why do you think he did that? Because he is a a true believer. He's a clergy member. He's not a, uh, he's not going to give up any information. You thought that was the reason? I didn't think so at all. I didn't think that. No, no, no. He's a, he's a, he's a real deal. He's a real, he's a real pastor. I felt like he was kind of weighing out, do I divulge what I know on them and have put my my family's life in danger by telling on them or do I not that's kind of what I saw him wrestling with but that you know just just my opinion on what he was thinking I saw him I saw him uh, working his way through these questions without giving up any information that he shouldn't give up 
I thought he was going to cave for a minute and just bleh, oh, and I did tell too. him everything. Yeah. But he didn't. Okay, then we go back and we see Elizabeth spying, staking out, and she's thinking back to this young Russian Elizabeth, and she went to pick up a dead drop. And on her way, she sees, or after she picks it up, before she gets back, she's got it in her hand, much like Oleg did in this scene. Has it in her hand when something happens. And she sees this really bad wreck between a police officer and somebody on a motorcycle. There's a horse involved, and it's really, really bad. And she just leaves everybody there to die, even though the man's asking for help, and he's obviously twisted and mangled. Because the mission comes first. So she's thinking back, and... I made notes that she's looking sad about this right here. It seems like it seems like she looks regretful, maybe, yeah. or sad. She wanted to help, but instead she followed orders and stayed on, on mission. Right. Followed original orders. Right. So then we go to commercial and we come back, and this is the scene where Stan goes in to see Adderhold. Hey, you want to go get a beer? Uh... You know, like Adderhole has time for beer. And then talks about dinner, and they're not going to be able to do all that. And Adderhole's talking about how he hates to blow him off, but, you know, he's got all this going on. And then he, Stan starts to leave, but Adderhole says, let's go grab some lunch. I think Adderhole wants to hear what Stan's got to say. He knows Stan's got something going on with him. We have another conversation here. Stan's having a conversation with Philip about Renee coming to join him at work and now he's having a conversation with Adderholt about Renee coming to join him for work. He's like, Adderholt says, pretty soon you'll be having lunch with me and Renee. And Stan says, yeah, I already have breakfast and dinner. You'd mm-hmm. think I'd get one meal or something. I don't know. So, I don't, I don't, I, I'm not sure how he's feeling about all that. Well, they make it to the elevator and Stan just tells him and then Adderholt foo-foos him away. He does. You can tell when I mean, Adderholt looks at him. He's giving him that, what the hell are you he talking is. about? He what? is, but he's listening. He's listening to him, though. He's listening to what he's saying. Well, he's compelled to listen, but he still thinks he's full of crap. I don't think he buys it, but I think he hears it. He definitely doesn't buy it because he looks right at him and says that Jennings are not Russian spies, Stan. Right, but... Don't you hear something sometimes, and even if you don't buy it, it puts like a little bug in your ear Never. about it, Never. and you not one time, and you think about yes. it later on. Yeah, but I don't see I don't I don't see that in Adderholt yet. No, 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 I don't see it in him yet either. But I'm just wondering if that might come to play. If what you were saying at the beginning, like Stan's going to try to take up for them. Well, Stan brings up all the coincidences of the cars matching in an old case. It was a different tag. And then Elizabeth rushing out of town over Thanksgiving. That Thanksgiving thing really messed Stan up. Yeah. He feels like that's not a thing a mother would do for... Well, it's highly unusual in America for somebody to leave a Thanksgiving dinner for work. Yeah, but if their business is going under and they're really worried about money, yeah, it, would I it mean, be that? I don't know. It's just something about that seems to have really set Stan off. And I think also the fact that Philip left the next day and left Henry, who had came home from school, their kid, who they don't get to see very often, who's still in high school, we got to point out, like just in 11th grade. No, I agree. 
<laughs> what about when he said that the woman who worked with Gregory had beautiful hair and smoked like a chimney, and he went over to Elizabeth's house the other night and found a bunch of cigarette butts, and I've never seen her smoke. Oh, I know, and Adder Holt looked at him like, Man. He didn't hear any of that except, and I went over to her house. He goes, you went over to her yeah, house? Yeah, you went to the Jennings house. And this, and then this is where he says, Philip and Elizabeth are not Russian spies. And then Stan brings up what William said about... Right, he reminded them nobody would ever think. Right, a pretty right. wife, a couple kids. And Adderholt says, well, that's about a million people in the metropolitan area, maybe more, depending on William's taste in women. But then Adderholt has to go because Wolf is waiting on him. So he didn't even get to have lunch with Stan. But Stan has put the bug in his ear, so we'll see. Then we see Oleg pick up the dead drop that Philip left him. Mm-hmm. We go to the next scene, and Adderholt and Wolf are interrogating... Was it Father Francis? Was that his name? Yeah, yeah, Father, uh, Father Francis, who is the father in charge. Right. And he spills his guts. He's not happy with things that are going on back home or anything that uh, the, the Russian government is doing in relation to him and his... Involving his, the church right. and involving his uh, people, yeah. But he specifically brings up Father Andrea. Specifically. Names him by name. And he starts to name somebody else. Too. And we never found out who the second person was that he was going to name. I don't know if that's important or not. But he never gets to because there's an interruption. They call him out. They think that Oleg has done something. He went like, I forget the word they use, went black for a couple seconds. Yeah, or it kind of went off the grid for, went, went out, of their, out of their sights right. for a few minutes. So they just decide just to bring him in right now. Well, yeah. Adderholt tells them to frisk him right there if they find anything just bring him in so then we see Oleg walking down the road and the FBI gets him and they find that dead drop message on him of course they're never going to be able to decode that thing remember you got to have aqua velva and uh Ovaltine decoder <laughs> remember what he used was it like I can't remember now it was like the aqua velva and something else in that other episode he mixed the two things bacon soda and some <laughs> I don't think eye really of works. newt then we go to commercial and we come back and Elizabeth's continuing the surveilling and she's thinking back on her Russian training when the woman, that woman that was training her comes in the room and she explains to her what she saw about the wreck and she gets scolded for leaving a comrade in the street to die. The woman says, in America, yes, but you do not leave a comrade to die. And I think Elizabeth's thinking back on this because... This is how she feels about Nestrinko. I think it relates to that, that Nestrinko, she's not going to leave him to die if she doesn't have to. Oh, I, I think that's exactly the uh, the correlation here. Yeah. I think, I think you're exactly right. That's how she sees herself. Right. Not leaving Nestrinko to die. Right. And in the first time she put original orders in the original mission over a comrade in the street to die. And now she's not. Right. She's not going to do, she's not going to make that mistake. Again. Right. Right. Because it's something that's obviously. As it relates to her previous story. Sure. Yeah. It's obviously haunted her as she's still thinking about it. 
Then in the next scene, Stan is interrogating Oleg and Adderholt and Wolf are watching through the glass. They're watching it. And I wrote here before I even saw anything, Oleg isn't going to give them anything. There was no way Oleg was going to No, Oleg's not going to give anything up. And Stan goes over, you know, the list of events that, that have occurred since Oleg has gotten into town. And, you know, did you see Adderholt look over at Wolf? Like, hey, I don't know if he should be giving up that information. Oh, so, I didn't. Hey, I didn't, didn't see that. that? Yes, Adderholt looked over at Wolf, looked at Wolf, looked at Adderholt. And they look back at these two talking. And Stan's just really giving up a lot of information, things that Oleg knew nothing about. Hmm. I did it, not notice yeah, that. And that was, that was uh, what I thought was kind of, uh, you know, pretty forthcoming by Stan. Stan's just laying it all out, trying to get Oleg to spill quickly. Well, Stan tells him that this dead drop will get him 20 to 30 years. And what's so important to take you away from your son and your wife? He tells him that everyone is there talking peace. And since Oleg got there, there's been a lot of death. And Stan wants to know about the dead drop and who sent it. And Oleg kind of gives him a look. Did you notice yeah, that? Yeah, the raised eyebrow look. Yeah. It was like a... I'll talk to you, but I'm not going to say anything in front of here. Stan gives him a look back. And I, I kind of felt like they communicated that. I thought they did the first time. And this is the one episode. I've watched this thing four times. Four times. Wow. So I really noticed that little interaction between them. Well, then we go to Nestrinko, and he's on the move again, and Elizabeth in that same disguise is following him. I mean, she'd have to be in the same disguise, because where would she have time to change? And I'm wondering, where's she even got time to pee? She's drinking all this coffee and everything. She can't go to the bathroom. He's in and out of places and everything. If she goes to the bathroom, he could leave. That could be the end of Nestrinko. And how does she know that he's not going to get popped inside one of the buildings or something in place of just outside? Where she's well, she knows their modus operandi. Well, that's true. But she sees a woman in a bad wig, didn't know who she was, goes walking toward him quickly, and she shoots off toward Quick. her. Yeah, she yeah. intercepts Tatiana and shoots her in the back just before she pops Nestrinko. Kills Tatiana. Boom, right there. Right by just walks away. That's the end. Yeah. And the Russian people didn't do, they didn't follow her. They didn't yell to follow her. There wasn't like a quick getaway, like a corner close by or something where she Well, they're not really sure what happened. They just know that that woman's walking away. And I mean, they're not, I don't think they're really sure what happened, what just happened. Yeah, probably not. So then we go to the scene where Stan goes into Oleg's confinement cell. And we notice they make sure to show us the intercom on the wall. And Oleg's aware of the intercom and he makes Stan aware of the intercom. Mm -hmm. Scoots over to him he grabs him by the shoulder, he leans in and he tells him what's going on. He tells him he pretty much tells him, he says people in the KGB are trying to get rid of Gorbachev and that's why he's there they have reason to believe they're trying to do something right now and he doesn't know what the dead drop message said, but his people need to get it, and Stan should do it, and Oleg will tell him how. That's so funny. And Stan looks at him. Stan looks at him and says, "You want me to send a coded message to the Soviet Union?" He's incredulous. He just can't even believe that Oleg said that. And then there's Stan with his picture of Philip and Elizabeth. He whips it out. And yes, just he does. Shows him. And Oleg, the dutiful, and you know he recognizes Philip. 
You know he does. Sure he does. And he just shakes his head. He's pretty convincing, too, I thought. Mm-hmm. But Oleg says he can't decode the, you know, Stan's like, just decode it. And Oleg says he can't because it could reveal who sent it. And then Stan tells him that that's not Oleg's problem, that they're looking for illegals in D.C. That's what they're doing. He's like, I don't care about the Gorbachev thing. What I'm talking about is we're looking for illegals in D.C. And if Oleg wants to t- wants to go home, he's going to have to play ball, essentially. Is Do you think idealistic Stan is going to show up here pretty soon? What do you mean? The stand that that serves the greater good and not the mission of the FBI, kind of like idealistic Elizabeth has just shown up. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if you're right about the upcoming scenes being misleading, then possibly. But if the upcoming scenes are not misleading, are they? Always misleading. They're not always They're misleading. Always They're not misleading. always misleading. But Oleg tells Stan to think about why he would have come back here when he has family at home, a wife at home, his mother, you know, his father, his baby. And he says he's doing it because we all want a better future, just like Stan does. Basically, what he's saying is, Stan, we're on your side. There's two parts to the KGB right now. There's two parts. I'm on the part that's on your side. The other part is going to destroy it. That's what he's saying. Pretty much. He said, that's why I risk everything. And then he looks at Stan and says, if you can get that in your thick Yeah, yeah right. He's, he, he tried to lay it out for him, and Stan's just not. Oh, Stan heard <clears throat> that. Stan heard him, I think. I don't know what he's going to do about it, but Stan heard him. So then we go to commercial and we come back and Elizabeth is going into Claudia's. Claudia has made uka. She's which perpetually is a making something. Russian fish dish, hmm. I think, um, as far as I could tell. And she tells her that she stopped them killing Nestrinko and that she's contacted Gorbachev's people and told on them. She and hasn't just over. stopped it. Do right. you think she really contacted Gorbachev's people? Oh, I think she did. Yeah, I do. Yes. I do. I think she did what she felt like was right. I think she's finally done what Philip would have said, become a human. I thought she was going to shoot Claudia here. (laughs) Did you really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Claudia asks her if she realizes what she's done. And Claudia says that the people who supported her all these years, she said, will all be put in jail for this. I didn't realize, and obviously Elizabeth didn't either, that the people, the, the part of the KGB she's working for has went rogue. Right. They're, they're calling, right, they're calling their own shots. That's just crazy. Because Gorbachev is the leader. Right. Yeah. So and they just don't like no. it. It's like a part of them split off and decided, we don't want it this way. They're trying to circumvent his authority. Elizabeth tells her that she can still get out, but Claudia's like, forget it. You know, she says she always had faith in Elizabeth and that she'd always rem- reminded her of the women she fought with in the war. And Claudia says that she thought she knew Elizabeth, but Elizabeth says that if Claudia knew her, she wouldn't have lied to right. her. Right. You lied to me. If you knew anything about me, you never would have lied to me. And then Claudia 
you know, she asked Claudia, you know, this is, I think this is a lot of character. I don't think she cares where she's going to go. She said, you know, where are you going to go? And Claudia says, well, I'll go home and I'll fight for my country. And we've taken it from our enemies before. We'll take it back from our enemy. Where will you go? You won't have a place to go. But guess what? Guess what? Elizabeth's the only person that'll have a place to go if she can get out of the United States. If she tipped off Gorbachev's people, Gorbachev, of course, went on to a successful tenure as the Soviet premier. So Elizabeth can absolutely go home. Well, Claudia says that the damage she did today is indescribable and far worse than any good she's ever done over the well, years. Claudia, that's big. I know, but Claudia, that's that's what Claudia's trying to do. Claudia's, Claudia right here is just trying to tear her down. Well, like, she does tear her down because she asks, what's left for you, Elizabeth? Your house? Like, big deal. I mean, with scorn, you know? Your American kids. Like, Philip, her kids yeah. aren't worth anything because they're American. Well, she's mocking her here, but and see, she's like, whistling in the dark. Because she can't, having done what she's done, and we know how history is going to play itself out with Gorbachev, she can't go home. Well, she said they'll be put in jail, but she's not afraid of that. But then she begins to eat her soup, which is like a dismiss to Elizabeth and Elizabeth goes out the door and I thought Claudia might stop eating the soup and be like kind of horrified at the turn of events but after the door even closes you hear the click of the door she wanted to continue with the soup she just didn't it didn't affect her that much I don't think I mean she was like aghast for a moment and then she's like oh okay well I don't know well these people are you know just the nature of their business they're they're used to handling stuff that was a cool ending with Claudia. I don't know if we'll see Claudia anymore. And if we don't, we I'm won't okay see her with Elizabeth anymore. With that ending. Yeah, that was sure. pretty cool. That was really good. Because we're kind of saying goodbye to these people in these episodes. Some of these people we're not going to see anymore. Well, we're, <laughs> we're definitely not going to see uh, Claudia anymore. So Philip meets up with Father Andrea, and they small talk about until until Elizabeth and whatever. Right. Father Andre says, "Hey, man, and uh, oh, by the way, Father Victor's talking to the FBI today." Philip's, "What? <laughs> when? Today? Today? Okay. Uh, look, nice talking to you. If you can get out of the country, go to the airport, get on a plane now. See you later. Bye." Boom. And he starts walking, and he's looking. He's in spy mode, and I thought he was being a little premature, but I found out real quick. I did too. I he thought he's just not. being silly, you know. He's being paranoid. That's what I thought. And his first opportunity took off running, and sure enough, there was two agents on the ground watching, watching him meet. Well, the scene first of all, when he walks away, he's looking at everybody as if they're potential. Going to spring on him, right? And that scene went, the first time I watched it went on forever, forever. Because I was like just paranoid for him that one of those people that was passing was just going to reach out and grab him. That was going to be the end of it, you know. But of course that's not what happened. You're right. He took off running and he, I don't think we've ever seen Philip run like that. When we see Tom Cruise running every movie. but that, It's a 
we, we have, I don't think we've ever seen Philip. And he was sprinting. He was Olympic running. And he's poor FBI agent. They should have got somebody in better shape. I mean, the second guy in the black jacket looked like he might have been a little fit. But this first guy they had running after him in the, like, the plaid red shirt with a toboggan on or something, this guy was, you know, his gut was flapping and he was, he was running. And, I mean, there's just no way he's going to catch Philip. I don't think they were counting on having to sprint after him. No, no, absolutely not. They were counting on the element of surprise. I don't even think they were going to surprise him. I think what they were going to do was, was follow him. Right. Yeah, I was, think so too. Was do what they did with Harvest. But Philip followed surveil. protocol. And as soon as he found out that there was any chance, he walked away, he cut the conversation, he walked away, he got the first opportunity, he took off sprinting. Was he even aware they were chasing him, I wonder? That's a good question. Because he never saw him. He never looked back. He, no, he never looked back. He got in the uh, got in the cab and drove away. So he doesn't even know. But but he knows enough, of course, to make this phone call later that we're going to be talking about. Yeah. And I, I, I got some questions about that. But he's shedding his disguise as he's going. He looks like a completely different person who gets in that cab. He's a great Russian spy. He never should have quit. Yeah, he talks about how he doesn't miss it to Father Andrea right before that scene happened. He he is glad to be out. He did not miss it. If there was any question about it, of course, I don't think there was, but he did not miss being a spy, and it's good for him to not be doing that, even though his business is crumbling and his marriage is crumbling and his children aren't home and he's got a lot going on. He's still happy he's not doing that stuff. Then we go to the scene, and Elizabeth's like splashing water on her face. She, she was shaking. She just, yeah, Claudia got to her. Claudia really got to her. I think it was the part where she said, you've done so much bad in this instance that it overshadows any good you've done throughout all the years. And Claudia also told her, let's back up for just a second. She told her that Elizabeth didn't know what she was working for, essentially. What do you think about that statement? Well, she was just trying to she was just trying to think of the meanest thing she could think of to somebody who's dedicated her entire life to serving a cause. And like you said, what she what she told her, the main thing she told her that probably cut to the bone was for every, all the good stuff you've done, this one thing here is far overshadows wipes it. it wipes it totally away. Everything you did was for nothing. So, but it makes you wonder if everything, I mean, of course, everything they've been doing is not, doesn't have anything to do with Gorbachev because it's been going on for way too long. But where were these rules and these uh, orders coming from? Were they really coming from somewhere? You'd have to question that, right? Because if Claudia is telling her, oh, now. We went rogue. We're doing our own thing. I mean, at what other points could they have went rogue and she wasn't even working for really the... Well, that's that's a that's a great point. I didn't I hadn't considered that, but that's a fantastic point. So the splashing on the face, of course, was from... I, I felt like from what Claudia was saying to her, but also from, have I really been doing this my whole life and I don't even know what I've been working for? I mean, it was just like... Yeah. Horrifying to her in that situation. But this is where Paige comes in. 
She tells her story about how she likes this guy, Brian, who's an intern. And Brian was at an intern party. And there was a kid in there getting drunk and crying and slobbering and saying that and he had uh, had sex with an older woman. And Who had tricked him. Tricked him. Yeah. And ruined his life. And now he's quitting. And he goes and he's going home. And he worked for Sam Nunn. And Paige goes, was it you? And Elizabeth emphatically denies it. Yep. Yep. And Paige says, if you lie to me, I will never forgive you. Yep. And, of course, Elizabeth does it again, and Paige is not having any of it. And she says, you know, looking back, I have always known, and I know now. Yep. And then, of course, Elizabeth kind of fesses up and says, hey, look, sex. Well, before that, before Elizabeth fesses up, Paige calls her a whore. She says she should have left like Henry did when she found out who Elizabeth was. She said, no wonder Dad can't stand to be in the oh, same I room know, with you. Oh, I know, I know. I mean, I, I was thinking maybe they were going to have another sparring match right there <laughs> in the kitchen. I mean, no kidding. I mean, you, she just really, she's never spoken to her mother like that. No. And then this is where Elizabeth scoffs, and she tells her that sex means nothing to her. Because you don't understand. And by the way, your dad knew all about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think she did say that. But she didn't say he knew all about it. She said, and it didn't to him either. Like it didn't, which I think was telling Paige he was doing the same thing. She was. She also was pointed out that they were brought up differently. That they were, you know, they came. That they don't. Paige has a whole different pathway to this spy thing. Exactly like what we've talked about several times. Than Elizabeth does, yeah. But she tells her that sex is nothing. She says you don't. And if you think about it in the in the overall scheme of what they've had to do and the things that they've done, how high would you rate the sex? It just shows that Paige has no idea still, even though she's doing this little junior spy wannabe, she has no idea. No, she hasn't scratched the surface of, uh, of involvement, the level involvement. That, that her mother and father have, have been engaged in. So Paige leaves, and then we go to the scene where Stan and Adderholt discuss that it's ten minutes until they bring in Father Andrea. Oh, yeah, and they get to the so garage and save houses right now. They're, they're everywhere. They're bringing the priest in. And we don't know where Philip's going. We don't have no idea where, where Philip's going, but uh, if you want to talk about upcoming scenes, something that okay. would would indicate okay, okay, that they, do, they, they don't get Philip at a garage or a safe house because Philip and Paige okay, and Elizabeth wait. are riding down the road in one of those upcoming scenes that you love so much. Elizabeth is thinking back on the woman. Going to Vermont. I'm sorry, go ahead. I thought it was New Hampshire. Okay, New Hampshire, Vermont, same thing. Ben and Jerry's country. Elizabeth is thinking back on the women tell, on that woman that told her to make the right choices in the U.S., but don't lose who you are. So I know, and I'll see, this. now that's where... That's where I don't think that would ever come out of a of a Russian. Um, there, there's no individuality in the Soviet Union. It's all about country over self. So the words "don't forget who you are" or "don't lose who you are" I don't think would come out of a superior spy's mouth. I just don't believe that. Well, depending on the context, because she was telling her, "Don't leave a comrade behind." So I think maybe. That's what she meant. Don't don't forget who you are. You're Russian. Well, she saw Nostrinko. Okay, Elizabeth feels like she her whole life is about serving the greater good. 
Right. And she sees Nostrinko as serving the greater good. And she decided that she wasn't going to let anything happen to something that would positively affect the Soviet Union, which for her is the ultimate greater good. Sure. So that's that's her whole thing there with what you're talking about. Well, yeah, and I think it also goes to the fact of how Philip was telling her that things are changing over there. See, all this stuff kind of came together for Elizabeth in just the last few days. Yeah. And, and, you know, people want... She's definitely had her light bulb moment. Yeah. But coming back to herself, she gets a phone call. And it's Philip. Yep. Can't make it home for supper. I think the code words here for we are screwed is topsy-turvy. Topsy-turvy yeah. at the I think I think that would be it. Yeah. And then she says, and I don't know if you think that what she said had any meaning to him. Don't wake me up when you come in. Don't you think it did? I think probably every word they said was Maybe that would code. signify a meeting place or right. how they were going to hook up or something later on. And then she gets ready to bug out, man. She is, she is in bug out mode. She goes downstairs. She's got a bag ready. She puts some essentials in it. Just just the stuff she's supposed to put. And then she goes back for Their real the, wedding, the wedding rings. rings yeah. So she has had also had her emotional light bulb moment as well. Yeah. And we kind of saw that with the conversation with Philip and Father Andre, too. Because Father Andre says, I've talked to Elizabeth a lot. And she obviously feels like there's some reason to stick around. Philip's like, yeah, maybe. And then that's where he said, by the yeah. way, Father, what do you want? So yeah. we only have one more episode left. I know. I mean, it just, it, I mean, maybe they'll, we can talk them into another season. I think we should write a strongly worded letter and tell them we'd really like to see. I think everybody is probably would, would like to see another. So I think they'd like to see just a continuation of this series indefinitely. Yeah, I do too. How many seasons has this been? Six. Really? Six seasons? No kidding. Wow. Well, we'd like to say thank you for joining us. If you'd like to send us a chat, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Michelle from TN. And I'm Mike from TN. And you can find us on Facebook. We're at facebook.com slash tribal rant. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn, so you can subscribe to us there. Please like us and rate us if you like what we're doing. And, of course, all this information is on TribalRant.com, where you can email us or leave us a message. We're easy to find, and we always love to hear from you guys. Yep, we're also thinking about getting a ham radio. (laughs) Are we? I guess. Um, Okay. So, anything else you want to add to Episode 9? Episode 9, the penultimate episode, Mm. Jennings, Elizabeth. No, no. Okay, well then, we'll see you back here for the 10th. It's called Start. The upcoming scenes were, we see an answering machine saying they're not home. It looked kind of like Stan was calling for them, but you're not sure. They say they're getting Paige and going somewhere. I think it said New Hampshire. Yeah, or Vermont Vermont, or someplace up there. Paige asked them if they can trust him, and we Mm -hmm. have no idea who the him is in this. And Stan looks like he's looking at the sketches right. of Philip and Elizabeth that look identical to identical Philip to and Elizabeth. Philip and Elizabeth, yep. And he says, I'm going to kill him. Yep. So that was the upcoming episode. Now, Start, you say it's called Start? It's called Start. Start uh, was... Um, 
It was one of the treaties. Um, it was a, a, an acronym. Is that the abbreviation, the letter abbreviation for something? Anyway, it's Strategic um, Arms Reduction Treaty. They call it the START Treaty. Hmm. So maybe this has something to do with that, or maybe it's just a new start. Well, the synopsis, the only synopsis, one little sentence said, the Jennings face a choice that will change their lives forever. Mm-hmm. So, does that mean they have a choice? Um, it looks like they do. How come Philip felt like he couldn't go back home with that? Do you know? Probably because he dropped out of the spy game and he probably feels like they're going to have some kind of... No, no. Go back to the house after he got away from the FBI agents. That He's following him. protocol. He's just following protocol. You think that's all that oh, is? Oh, I think that's all. That he's just following protocol. Yep. So he didn't feel like they knew who he was or... Nope, but they, you know how these people are. They don't take any chances. I mean, they won't leave Russian food in their refrigerator overnight. So they're addicted to protocol. So you think... Now, he did deviate a little bit when he went and rented that Russian language movie. That's Remember? probably what set off the whole thing. That's probably what got the FBI on him. That probably is what did it. But Stan was monitoring the video. So you think they still may have a chance to go back? I think it's up in the air. Yeah, but what do you what what's your prediction? I have not going to embarrass myself with a prediction. Okay. Well, if you were writing episode ten. Wait a minute, I got a prediction. Okay. The Berlin Wall is going to fall in eighty nine. Okay. No, I don't want to hear a real prediction. I want to hear with these characters episode ten. How would you end it? Um, I would have Stan behind the scenes, let everybody off the hook and quit the FBI and open up a travel agency. Go into business with... With Philip and Elizabeth. Philip and Elizabeth. Yes. Him and Renee. And of course, Renee would be sitting right there all day looking at him. <laughs> I think it would be good. I mean, I know we're just going to miss them because we've really been like into this for a long, long time now. But wouldn't it be good if even after it ends, if we could just, if it could just like fade away a little slower, like... However it ends, say it, say it does end on a happy note. Say it's possible that this ends on a happy note, right? And we can just see them living their life just, just for a few episodes. Give us five episodes, guys. Just five episodes. Do an update or something where we can see them. Flash forward to 2015 where they're old people. Hey. <laughs> Okay, do you have anything else? No. Did we cover it all? No, I'm done. Okay, well then we'll see you back here next time for... Uh, very soon. Episode 10, the Just final a one. couple of days. Okay, talk to you then. Okay. Bye-bye.